Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. podcast i'm your host chris carter and we are here on a victory sunday for your pit panthers they took down the tennessee volunteers 41 34 in wild fashion it was a game that featured everything defense offense ups uh, upset mistakes that'll pitch you off you're a fan but also those moments that make you feel oh so good when you look back at those highlights i'm chris carter let's take you through this whole game not just the game but what I'm taking from it and my, as a as a person who's covered this program, has watched them closely over the years, and where I really see maybe this saying where they're headed this year. Now, as always, you can download this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Check us out in all those different places. Also, if you if you like DKPittsburghSports.com and you're not subscribed yet, there's a 75% sale going on this weekend Ending Sunday, get on it. 75% off. That's the best sale that you're ever going to get here. Go check us out at DKPittsburghSports.com for that discount. Now, regarding Pitt, special win there, man. In the Johnny Majors Classic, they 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 pulled no punches. They brought out all the things. And what's really funny, I give Pat Narduzzi a lot of credit for this. So the first day of the week, Monday, we are in Pitt's facility. And, you know, we asked him all Josh Heupel because he's the Tennessee Volunteers head coach. He used to be the head coach at UCF where Pitt pulled off the Pitt special back in 2019 when they had the major upset. And, you know, you know, he we brought up the Pitt special. He's like, yeah, you know, jokingly. He's like, yeah, you know, there won't be any Pitt specials this time. You know, you know, he, they're going to be ready for that. But they pulled off a special and they called it the, Span- the Panther special. And it was that trick play pass by Jared Wayne to Lucas Kroll for a touchdown. Now, I, I, I thought that was really cool. Because he, he was kind of like, yeah, we did have something in there for Josh Heupel. Um, and it was really part of what built Pitt's resilience in this game. Now, what really built it was Kenny Pickett. That guy's the man. Everybody needs to look at Kenny Pickett right now and start paying more attention to him around the country. I still say, you know, Pickett, he may not be your the favorite NFL quarterback that you'll like with the cannon arm and the six-foot-six build and all this other stuff. But you know what? That guy's tough. He reads defenses. He brings you consistent play. He doesn't make the huge mistakes to kill you. And every play, you could count that he's going to be locked in on what you need to do. Finish the game 24 of 36 for 285 yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. 
lighting it up for Pitt. And early on, it wasn't looking good. You you watching the game? First possession, three and out, block punt. Tennessee just shoves it down. Pitt's thrown on, on for two yards on the first play. Pit down 10 nothing early in the first quarter. You're sitting here like, oh, great. We thought this was the year. We thought this was the year that, that maybe Pitt was going to make a real push, and here this goes. But then they did the thing that I said maybe we'd see this year because they had 27 seniors. They got a whole bunch of guys that have been with the program that have understood for several years now what it means to be in Pat Narduzzi's Pitt program. And being in that program, there are a lot of guys that you could look around to and they didn't blink. You know, if this was Mike Tomlin's team, he'd say, you blink and I'll cut your eyelids off, something crazy like that. But with Pat Narduzzi, it was more about, hey, stay focused, keep making plays. And once Pitt found an answer, they went three and out in three straight possessions to start the game. But once Kenny Pickett started finding answers... Bing, bang, boom. They had it going. Five straight scoring drives from when they started scoring in the second quarter. They scored 27 points in the second quarter, y'all. That's ridiculous. I don't care what anybody says. That's impressive. And really did this without a run game once again throughout the game. We'll get to the run game in the second second. But I thought, to me, what spoke the loudest about this pit team being further along when the opportunities were in front of them they took them now i wasn't surprised when Keyshawn camp forced and recovered a fumble i wasn't surprised when habakkuk bottle not over forced and recovered a fumble i also wasn't surprised when brandon hill intercepted a pass also i said he was going to be one of your uh, players to watch in the game got him right there he was helped seal the deal but what really stood out to me is the new factor that you saw pitt lock this game down on was their receivers was their ability to catch the ball in tough situations? Was there was was there not dropping the passes that would have killed you? And even last week we saw a couple drops. Jordan Addison needed to haul some more in to see your Mac drop the touchdown. Granted, it was a blowout win, but this was a tough situation. I I, I want Pitt fans who are still boohooing the win because they're like, oh, it wasn't clean. Oh, if that was a different opponent, maybe it's maybe it's better. Oh, if Joe Milton hits a couple of those passes early, this is a blowout and they never come back. Okay, maybe, possibly, if you want to deal with that, go watch the What If show from the MCU on Disney+. Plus. I'm sure you'd love living in all the Doctor Strange other worlds. But in this world, Pitt found the answers that they needed to survive. Now, the Panthers are here, and you see the receivers, Tazier Mack, Jordan Addison, tight end Lucas Crawl, Jared Wayne got in the act. Even the running backs, Vincent Davis and Israel Abaniconda. Melky Stovall with the touchdown. Shockey Jack Louis, though his was didn't really do too much because it was a short of a third down, but still. These guys were catching the balls. I really didn't I, I there was only one pass that you could even slightly classify as a drop. It was just a low and behind pass on Tazier Mac that I was I wasn't mad at it. Like it, it hit the tip of his hand, but it was like ah, that, that one I wouldn't classify as a drop because the defender was right on it. It wasn't one that would be too catchable, uh, you know, unless you're like Larry Fitzgerald. But Tazier Mack balled, I'll tell you what. He went up and got a 27-yard back shoulder fade pass. It was perfectly thrown by Kenny, and he hauled it in in coverage. The dude was like, it was plastered to him and taking him down as he's catching the ball. But Mack didn't even budge. 
Jordan Addison doing Jordan Addison things, four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Jared Wayne, along with that touchdown pass, three catches, 56 yards. And Lucas Kroll, three catches for 33 yards. He has his second straight game with a touchdown reception. Melky Stovall, and also, again, the way that Kenny Pickett got this team back in the game. They get to the red zone. Things are getting down to, you know, they, they, need, to, they need to find a way to punch this in and make this a three-point game because they're down 10-0. And Kenny Pickett. And to Tennessee's credit, they, they there were several plays where they covered everything initially. They were ready for some of the things pit through with them. But Kenny Pickett, roll to the right, and a scramble drill. Receivers, work your way back to your quarterback. Find a way to get open. And Melky Stovall, the graduate senior from Hawaii that, that uh, uh, Brennan Marion, receivers coach, brought in, he makes a big catch in the back of the end zone. And that happened a few times this, this, this week where – Kenny kept buying time with his feet, buying time with his eyes, looking down the field, and trusting his guys to make those catches. That, to me, if any one of those catches, if Melky Stovall drops his touchdown, if Jordan Addison drops his touchdown, if Tazier Mack drops a couple of those big plays, there's at least one or two touchdown drives that don't happen in this game, and it's a completely different ball game. They might lose the game because of that. But not this pit team. They found answers. And you got to give them credit for that because past pit teams, I I'm, I, am, I assure you, would not have found those answers. And I'm talking about past Narduzzi teams. I'm not going past the Narduzzi era. I'm talking about, uh, you know, in the, over the past seven years, we've seen this team grow, this program grow with the players under them. They might not have pulled that out. And I'd say a big reason for this, not just the on-field production, but the leadership in the locker room, the leadership on the field and off the field. To not panic when you're on the road in front of 82,000 screaming SEC, SEC fans. The SEC is a whole different environment when it comes to football. They're rampant down there. And, and Pittsburgh are like, oh, we, we love football. Yes, but for the Steelers. And you get excited for Pitt. But in SEC and Tennessee, that's all they care about in Knoxville is Tennessee football. Even when, not, when, when Tennessee stinks, which they might again this year, who knows. But this, they, they live, breathe, and die. On, on that on that stuff down there. So when there's a chance, when they're up ten nothing, they're loud. They're they're going nuts. They're 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 talking up a storm, and you got to stay focused. And it's tough to focus when you're in that environment. You're down ten nothing. Nothing's going your way. Everything's going against you. Man, what do I do? How how can someone? You know, who's gonna make the play? Steps up. It's gonna be about every man fighting to be that guy. Kenny Pickett was that guy. Melky Stovall was that guy. Tazier Mack was that guy. Haba Boldonado was that guy. Keyshawn Camp was that guy. Brandon Hill was that guy. And even late in the game, Vincent Davis and Ziabani Kana, they were those guys, along with Owen Drexel, Carter Warren, Marcus Miner, and that offensive line. I'm not going to hold you. There were mistakes in this game. There's things we got to talk about. If Pitt's going to keep this momentum going against Western Michigan next week, we'll talk about that right here in the second se- segment here on the HTP Podcast on DK. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
back here on the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing the show, talking about this piece, your Pitt Panthers, and not just how they pulled off this win against Tennessee, but what I'm gleaming from it, what I'm seeing from the Pitt Panthers as far as how they might move forward with this year under Pat Narduzzi. Now, as I've said all offseason, this was the year, if there's going to be a year where Pat Narduzzi needs to get nine or nine or more wins. He hasn't had, done it yet. You got 27 seniors. You got Kenny Pickett back for another year. You got several really talented players, both young and old. You might not get another shot like this for another couple years. You got to capitalize. And for them to capitalize on this in a close game on the road against an SEC team, that Pitt hasn't played an SEC team in the in the Pat Narduzzi era. Last time was 2013. Last time they won against an SEC team was 2011. But this is why this win was huge. And again, they took punches to the chin in this game, the blocked punt. You know, when they knocked out Joe Milton, the, the Tennessee starting quarterback, who was 7 of 12, 50 yards, I actually thought that was a detriment because guess who came in was their transfer guy, Hendon Hooker. And if you know who Hendon Hooker is, you remember him from his Virginia Tech days when he used to give Pitt fits over there. And he threw two touchdowns in this game. Now, he wasn't the, the, the same rushing threat that Joe Milton was. But he, cert- but he certainly was a problem, and Pitt adjusted to that. Now, again, there were certainly mistakes, blowing coverages. That Josh Heupel up-tempo offense did give Pitt problems early. And if Joe Milton had any accuracy on his t- on his passes, that game probably would have been 21-0 early in the first quarter. But again, we don't live in the ifs. We live in the what are. We live in the reality. And the reality is, Pitt did find ways to answer before Tennessee did. And, and I, I wrote about this in my kickoff column. If I, I know several Tennessee fans, people that talk about this team a lot, people that cover this team. And when you talk to them, there's a sense that it's, it's a lot like how Pitt fans feel. This sense of cautious optimism every year, but as soon as things go bad, you, put, you go into the fetal position, and you're just like, why? Why us? Why me? Oh, Lord. And... I can tell you because a few of them were texting me in the middle of the game when Pitt started to take the lead. They're like, here we go, Tennessee, doing what they do again. And it just it made me feel like, man, that's exactly how Pitt fans sound every year. But see, here's the thing. Pitt going up against a program that makes you feel like that. That's why I saw several similarities between these programs. Now, Pitt in a much better situation because Pat Narduzzi's been there for such, such a long time. And they're coming off a winning season, whereas the Tennessee Volunteers aren't. And they got a brand new head coach. But that's what this is the result that you're supposed to get when that happens. When two programs, and really Tennessee getting a different kind of recruiting power being in the S, being in the SEC, there's different advantages to those situations. But Pitt having that together, being able to be ready, those are the things you want to see out of, out of Pat Narduzzi's team at this point in time. And again, when not everything goes your way, when you're in front of a loud crowd, when you're make when your guys have made some mistakes. When the other team's capitalized on those mistakes, how do you respond? Who picks up the flag and carries on? I thought that they certainly had several guys carrying that flag for Pitt. Now, again, they got to work on some things. If you're looking at this run game and you're terrified still, I don't blame you. It was scary. At one point, they were averaging less than two yards per carry in the fourth quarter. It was that final drive. But here's here's the one thing I will say about this rushing game. That final drive where there was four minutes and 52 seconds on the clock, 
Pitt took off every single second they needed to win the game. And I was impressed by that. And it wasn't just, oh, Tennessee just missed the seam here. It was consistent. Hey, we're going to block the right guys. We're going we're gonna to bully these guys in this moment. Now, part of it, Tennessee's defense might have been tired. I'll give you that. But that's the whole point of it is that you need to be able to grind out to find a way. And Kenny Pickett brought up a very good point in the postgame. He said, our offensive line in a hostile environment took them a little bit to gel to figure out the run game. Because pass protection-wise, they did a fine job. Most of the times, Kenny Pickett was in trouble. You know, it was a really good blitz call, or he kind of scrambled out on his own because he wanted to buy time for his receivers to get open because there was good coverage on the back end. But all in all, I wasn't mad about this offensive line's pass protection. I felt like they could have moved the ball a little bit. They could have moved the line of scrimmage a little bit better in the run game. But you saw in that final drive, they found that push. And it was still split between Izzy and Vincent Davis. Though Pat Narduzzi said did say Vincent Davis has kind of won the short distance running back battle. I know some Pitt fans are like, mm, they want a bigger guy back there. But hey, whatever, fine. But when this team needed to go go against the, go against an SEC opponent with with big huge guys, guys that they might not see again on their schedule until they play Clemson, they found a way to push those dudes and make it happen and and get their offense to close out the game so their defense didn't have to go back out there. And again about the defense, several mistakes during this game. The 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 pop screen to the wide receiver that. Uh, Damari Mathis missed his man, missed missed the tackle, and then you know knocked out Brandon Brandon Hill from making the play on the on, on it. That was abysmal. The little pop passes where uh, the quarterback would sort of fake going forward, stop, and the motioning tight end coming out the backfield would just seep down the seam. They hit him twice with that for a touchdown and a first down. Those aren't good. Pitt needs to clean those up, and other teams will see that and capitalize on that. But again. In a game where those things happen, you probably, you know, in pre previous years, you probably don't get the plays where Melky Stovall finds a way to get open for Kenny Pickett in the back of the end zone. Probably don't get Tazier Mack pulling down several catches in tough situations to extend drives. I think it's also important to look at the overall um, situation here with Pitt. They went 8 of 20 on, thir on third down. Not amazing. But they kept finding ways to move the ball. And they were two of two on fourth downs. That's ten conversions on money downs. Again, under 50%, but still much better. On the flip side, Tennessee was similar, six of 14. But again, they kept having those drives. They kept finding ways to extend play. That's why there were so many more third downs. And we talked about all week how Tennessee's one of their biggest advantages is the up-tempo offense that Josh Hypo likes to run. Well, guess what? That up-tempo offense that tries to keep the defense out on the field, they were only on the field for 23 minutes and 55 seconds. Pitt had the ball for 36 minutes and 0.5 seconds. That is dominating time possession. That is saying, hey, we can win this game. And it's crazy. Again, they didn't have a dominant run game the whole game. Izzy finished with 12 carries for 43 yards. But they still found ways to keep drives alive by just passing the game. If this run game can click this year at some point in time, I know I'm saying I've said that for back-to-back -back weeks now, but if this run game can click, this team will find balance. They've got two weeks to do that before they get to the ACC play again. They take on Western Michigan in their next home game at Heinz Field. 
And then they get to play New Hampshire at home again at Heinz Field before they go on the road to take on Georgia Tech, where last year they ran the ball pretty well. They do that. I do think this is the year Pat Narduzzi's Pitt Panthers get those nine wins. But I'm Chris Carter here on the HTP Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the show. We hope that you're having a good weekend on Victory Sunday for your Pitt Panthers. Go check out our coverage of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're taking on the Buffalo Bills at 1 p.m. kickoff in Orchard Park, New York. Dale and Dayon are there covering it live. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Carter Critiques, on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be catching you all very soon.